In order for shame to be rendered powerless in our lives, we must be witnessed. We must be seen. Your gifting is going to seem like things that are just very obvious. They're going to seem like, well, everybody can be this welcoming. But everybody can see that moment where I just saw. It's going to feel like anybody could do it. And that's what makes it your gifting. Watch how people avoid the face of somebody in need or asking who makes you uncomfortable. Every one of those faces reveal God. We have to remember our past and recount the things that God has done for us. And then that gives us faith to keep going to where he wants us to be. Hey guys, welcome to the Unsuns Podcast. I'm Sam. And before we kick off here, wanted to give you a heads up. This episode was a live stream from just a couple of days ago and carries with it a pretty big announcement. I know as human beings, we handle big things rather poorly. And I've noticed this. I feel like we actually need space to metabolize, to let things sink in. And so here is your heads up. We'd love for you to pay attention, sit down, and hear what is in store for Ansons. Guys, welcome back to the Ansons podcast. I am Blaine. And I'm Sam. You know cooking shows? They've become kind of a rage. Yeah, you watch uh, Binging with Babish. Yeah, that'd be like a cooking YouTube show. I was okay. thinking more like Great British Bake Off. Oh yeah, totally. or Chef's Table, and they've got you know the new like desserts where they like they'll build a chocolate dome over a dessert, and then you pour like warm chocolate syrup, and it would like melt the dome and reveal the dessert that's the real thing underneath, right? Yeah. Is that your metaphor for this podcast? That's my metaphor for this podcast <laughs> of like how much do you want to build. <laughs> Uh, anticipation and conversation and put off what is the main attraction of this podcast, let alone a dessert that you've made. This is like when you're asking a girl out, you have to go right to it and then you can explain yes. after you've asked her out how nervous you were. Like you can get on the date and tell the backstory, but at, at the <sighs> Sorry, right time- work out, Allie. At the right time, you just have to go for it. <laughs> In terms of the Ansons podcast as it has existed so far, this show is kind of the beginning of the end. Mm -hmm. Yep. For those of you watching either live or now listening after the fact, uh, I think you've been tracking probably over the course of this year with, I think, some of my favorite that's a terrible way of saying it. The, the content in the podcast that I've enjoyed more than before, but also requiring a level of vulnerability going way back into January of like, hey, what's it like to do this together as brothers? What's it like to examine the cracks when they begin to show and chasing after some categories that I really enjoy? I was joking to the team downstairs the other day saying, I basically can offer a few things these days. Like I can cry about my kids. <sighs> And I can talk about depression and I can talk about why things are hard and maybe some of what's working. That's it. That's what I got. I feel like they're pretty good, but I don't know that it will be out of the blue or not. I think it will be, my hope is that it will be disappointing, but yeah. So we are landing the Ansons podcast in its current iteration. We are going to be bringing it in for an intentional close here at the end of 2021 with um, some final episodes and some final live streams and some final thoughts as we have recognized that this chapter, particularly for you, is 
coming to an end. And that has evoked a bunch of other things along with it in terms of how do you land things in health? How do you end things that feel good? How do you, what do you do about things that are enjoyable? And yet when you're called into the next chapter, what, how do you live that well and not just continue writing something because it is working? Yes. I'm thinking about that last question, obviously. What do I do when I'm invited into the next thing mm -hmm. that I am afraid to do? That's the kind of story I would love to tell. We've we framed it as, what do I do when I'm confronted with living the story I would like to, but I'm afraid to, even though it's a story I would love to have lived and mm -hmm. to tell afterwards. And we're right. landing the Ensense podcast in its current form because I am leaving, leaving. Riding off into the sunset. And sons The horse is tied up outside. <laughs> there, there's still a team here, yeah. but here we are. Almost 10 years down the road in this. Yes. And something has happened. Something has shifted in me and in mm -hmm. my season and in life with God that obviously you've been a part of that has reached an inflection point. And it's time to go start the next thing mm -hmm. and to respond to both the leading of Jesus and my own desire, mm -hmm. even though I'm afraid. And so, yeah, it's time to go. Yeah, there's. We were having a podcast meeting a couple of months ago, and it was that phrase, which I think I think might end up being the title of this or not. But it's the. I, I always sort of communicate differently every time, but it's the phrasing of it. But it's I fear living the life that I want to be able to say that I lived is how it is coming out of my mouth this time, right? And what we mean by that is looking at the lives of older men or, or stories that we love, characters, we go like, oh, when I hear aspects of their story, what is it about it that feels alluring that I want to live that way too? And they all have these elements of risk and of stepping out into the unknown. It's very rare that you'd hear a story from an older man who's like, well, I really just, I played it safe the whole time and it's been really fulfilling. And you're like, yes, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to like, hunker down and be safe. And, and it's easier to say that you want to live that way than it is to actually do it. Right. I think of a few examples where way back in high school, being captivated by adventure stories. But though I would backpack and I would rock climb and I loved to be outside, mm -hmm. I would plan and I would be fairly conservative about the things that I would try. Yeah. And I remember being a senior and deciding, seeing this loop that I thought could be done on snowshoes. And I'd never been winter camping. I didn't know what it would be like. Two friends wanted to go. And the first time when I looked at the weather forecast and saw that it would be 15 below, <laughs> I canceled. Yeah. And then I felt so mad afterwards mm. because... I had listened to the voice of fear. It wasn't the voice of wisdom because, it, you know, when it's like when wisdom can go either way, where you go, yeah, that's, the choice that, is up that's to you. tenable but not certain, and so it really is up to you. Yeah. And then you felt the choice towards safety. Then I chose safety, yeah. and I was so mad afterward that we rescheduled it, and the weather was worse because we <laughs> went later in the winter, and... 
you know, on, on the drive-in, the truck went off the road into feet of snow, and we barely got it out to where we thought we might be able to drive it out. And then we had to add 10 miles on snowshoes to the hike in just because the road was covered. And we bailed after our first night and had to turn around and hike out because we were woken up in the middle of the night by an avalanche. And that wasn't near us. It was in the path that we were going to. And there there we had the voice of wisdom, right? If if there are avalanche conditions, don't cross that slope. Mm. But it became, and it is to this day, one of my favorite adventure stories. And I like telling the ideal ones too. There, I love telling the beautiful times of I went and fishing these mountain lakes. And there are lots of ways to tell a good story about the woods that aren't all rooted in risk and adventure. But that one has so stood out where people go, wait, your buddy's boots froze to his feet and you built a fire to thaw them so they could get like to get them off and you had to use your, you know, frost bite prevention, drying training to make sure that they were okay. And then while we were thawing his boots, it was so cold outside that the glue melted before the boots were dry and the soles came off the bottom and we had to heat it over the fire and reattach them. That's a story that I respond to, but almost didn't do. Yeah. And didn't do the first time. And the whole time I was doing it the second time, yes. I wondered if I had made a terrible mistake as we were hiking in and blinding snow. And Yep. So Steve and Justin are commenting on just how this has echoes of the conversation with Alan on story one, story two. And I would say that there's probably, for the observance like you guys, there's threads of this that are woven throughout this past year, right? And it is that we keep hearing stories of other young men in this stage who are taking these risks and taking this leap. And if it is truly terrifying, it seems to actually be doing the trick these days. Like I think if it feels like slightly reeled in, you're like, well, I did story two, but with an addendum that I could go back to story one if I wanted to. And you're like, that's not how that works. Like you don't get to do that. And so I... There is more to come in the processing of landing this. My plan actually is to do a, a live stream for our final episode in December. And, you know, we'll do our next live stream the first week of December. But really to like, how do you how do you do a finale? How do you like walk away from something in the right time? And yet also name like there's grief to it. I like I really do enjoy doing these and inviting people into the things that we're wrestling with and and chasing after some of this stuff with like-minded guys who I know we're tracking. And if anything, I'd say the podcast is healthier than it's ever been. Like we get more listens faster. I get an email or a note every other day, like at least Mm. from somebody who is listening either to a recent episode or a past episode. And I think by the world's metric, it would be like, you're insane. Why would you stop doing that then if it's working? And yet for your story, for where you're at, that would be akin to story one where you're like, okay, I'm going to just continue to ride on momentum despite the fact that my heart and my mind are somewhere else. And yes. I know that I'm supposed to be somewhere else. And so like you were saying, um, it, as its current form, the Anson's podcast will be landing here at the end of the year. I don't know if there will be a new chapter to it. I'm not actually making that promise, but I also don't want to completely close that door because I enjoy doing these, although it would be 
different because you would not be there. Similarly, Amazon's isn't going away because we have the next two prints. I mean, volume seven is at the post office today. Like they're literally dropping it off from the printer. So it's it's going out. And yet I'm already dreaming into volumes eight and nine next year, have adventures planned. And those those volumes are already filling out. And I'm actually dreaming into a uh, Anson's event that we're going to do really small scale. It's almost unkind to mention it to you guys because I think I can only have like 15 guys there and therefore I need to hand pick them. But the plan is to film that and to offer it. And, and so I'm excited for a little bit of space to get to throw my weight into some projects that are going to be, I think, more meaty but less regular and son's pieces to the puzzle. And at the same time, like, you know, those of you who are listening know, like, I'm in grad school. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a therapist or getting signed off on being a therapist. I don't know that you become a therapist in grad school. It certainly seems like you don't. Uh, you become one over your lifetime. Oh, yeah, I was one. I was going to ask. Mm. Or you already are one, and then you get to keep training in it. So there's more. It's not, it's not going away. But And yet there's also a significant, for me, portion of grief of winding this thing down. So just so you guys know, I think the plan is on the December 21st is our last, like, I'm not going to be out for the holidays quite yet. And <sighs> we'll be in here and we'll live stream and open a bottle of scotch and maybe buffalo it with at, a cigar at 10, <laughs> at 10 <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the morning. Pour it over so you've got, you know, things for that, that I'm excited to get to offer. But like, I, I expect there to be grief for me. And I would actually be kind of bummed if everybody online would be like, ah, okay, we'll buy, like, and not feel affected either. That would make me sad, but I don't need to know that because often we have these conversations, just the two of us. Yes. And I have to pretend like eventually 10,000 people are going to listen to it, which is, it's not easy to pretend. <sighs> I think what it captures is something that many of us are realizing in this season, mm. which is that... The kingdom has not come yet, and so our experiences of homecoming aren't going to last. And there's a very intense sense in which when you arrive in this dispensation, when you arrive before the return of Jesus, you haven't actually arrived. And when the next chapter comes, at least for me, it's going to surprise me. And it's going to remind me of something I don't love to think about, which is alienation in this time, which is unbelonging in this time. I think it goes a few ways where when we chose to move this year, we left a situation where one of my best friends from childhood was my next door neighbor. And Ooh, yeah. we had a gate cut in the fence for adults. And then right next to it, we had a little hobbit gate mm. that our two-year-old daughters would go back and forth through. And there were So cute. Magical. Yeah, magical. We realized that because we had two yards, we could play wiffle ball mm. in the backyard. And over the summer, we would have these home run derbies. And then yeah, yeah. we had such a great thing that people walking by would come in. And if you got it over the fence, that was a home run. And if you could hit it all the way over my house, that was like, the real goal. <laughs> you got to take a, a sip of beer. And so when restlessness came, I wasn't happy. Yeah. Because it reminded me, this isn't it yet, Blaine. Like, yeah. this is a good season for you and good things do come. But you're not- And you, I can feel my stomach drop. Even if you say you? it, you're like, here's the 
here's this Edenic picture. Yes. And it's like, this is a stopping point. And it ended at a good time. Yeah. It didn't blow up. We didn't lose that friendship. We didn't have some falling out with the city. I didn't have to sell that house. Mm. But the restlessness came. And all the restlessness was, was there's a next chapter to this story mm-hmm. because the work's not done yet. Because your heart is not done and in this holding pattern. And because there's a life to be lived and work to be done on, unto the coming of Jesus. Yeah. And it was like, I kind of hate that because I want to be a hobbit and just chill here. Yes. And this is like that where Ansons this year has never felt better, done better. Mm-hmm. We have a really excited team. We're growing faster than we've ever grown. And then in the middle of the year, the dissatisfaction started to come, which wasn't like I didn't like this work. No. It was I didn't feel like I fit in it. Mm. You know, I didn't come in and go, here I am in the right spot and kind of felt Jesus go, yeah. You could stay. That's a real choice you can make. But what you sense is a, an attraction to, a desire towards, a calling towards, yeah. a new idea that will cost you this one. Yes. But we did want to like create a space for, hey, this is, this is where we're going. Heads up. This is the future for the podcast as it currently is. We used to do seasons, you know, where it was like the early days we do 12 episodes and take a month off. And like this much longer season is now coming to a close. And full disclosure, you guys, not to be like, uh, it's so funny. I want to, we used to be really like apologetic, not like an apologist, but like genuinely apologize our way through episodes and be like, okay, no, it isn't totally this. And it was like, no, just say the thing. So the thing is, we have, a, I think, two episodes that do not have a topic at the moment because we wanted to leave them open for you guys to weigh in. And what my hesitation is, is like how prideful that Sam and Blaine are like, what do you need us to speak to? And that's actually not the heart at all. The heart is, what are you guys going to wish when this is all done that Sam and Blaine as young men had spoken to? What's the the topic and, and really would love to be able to create the space to do those. And if we get so many, we'll end up kind of doing like a spitfire for one of those and deeper dive at the other. But I'm aware that those can be all over the place. And so uh, genuinely, for those of you who are either watching it live or, or listening to it after the fact, like I'd love for you to email us, me. I th- I'm the only one that handles our correspondence. So it's sam at wildatheart.org. You can email me there. But I'm going to look for some themes and we're going to pull two episodes of content from what you guys are going to want or wish had been touched on. Yes. So that's a piece there. This is thematic too, especially you guys who are on with us. I know this is thematic to our audience. And so mm-hmm. what do I just also want to say is I talk about my experience yeah. of the story two theme, of the mix-up theme, of something is happening. Mm-hmm. And it's fairly widespread. Oh, you mean like if beyond you, universal. but you're able to go over here. Yeah, and, like, and I want to go. You're like, Chase I, is feeling it. Justin's feeling it. Steve's feeling it. There is something, and I don't know if it's that we like, our audience has now tracked up in age a little bit and that we all seem to be the same, but I had a conversation with one of our Patreon, like top tier folks. 
And he pushed back on like the age thing where he's like, no, there's like a season of life similarity. And whether you're experiencing that at 18 or at 54, there's the season of life initiate me and call me into new risk that has been an undercurrent of Anson's. And so I'm not surprised that the guys who are really tracking are all like, yes, initiate me, call me into new risk. And now I need to make some very terrifying changes because of that reality. Right. I don't know who that guy is, but when I've heard things like that and the search for a lurking variable, there's a little bit of resistance to the idea that times have a nature. And I go, have you heard about the great resignation? Do you know oh, what's yeah. happening to the economy in the West? Yeah. Do you know? And why are you fighting it? That's the first thing that you need mm. to know because I don't want to argue a person into conviction. I want to know what the stakes are. Yeah. Why do you not want to believe that? What would it cost you if that were true? And then go in. Guys, we're actually going to be pausing the live stream conversation there because the conversation goes into a little bit more of what Blaine is going to be stepping into in this next season. And while it made sense for the live stream, it feels less kind to do here because this was quite a, a large announcement. And we had a lot of nerves and, and grief going into this. And so we're going to pause that conversation here and let this episode be what it is which is the announcement of the landing of the Incense podcast. After the fact, there have been several questions about what does this mean for Ansons? What does it mean for me? What it means for me will be coming in that later episode with Blaine. And to the question of will there be any more Ansons podcasts at all? My answer is I don't know. There will not be podcasts for the Ansons as there have been with Blaine and I in the studio together. And yet I have loved getting to sit and do this with you guys. So we're dreaming into what a new season, a new chapter of the Ansons podcast would look like without Blaine here and want to give that some space. So I'm not making any promises, not making any announcements, wanting to let it percolate for several months as we walk into the, the finale of this chapter. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in the next one. 